Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Frankcast. This is a show where we talk about everyone's favorite show from the 90s, The Nanny. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and I'm joined today by my very good friend, Colleen. Hi! Yes, Larry isn't here today, but we are very excited. We're only covering two episodes today, but they are very important episodes of The Nanny. And next week is our big engagement episode. (gasps) It is going to be so fun. We can't wait. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes, I know. I'm excited already about this week, so I can't wait till next week. Me too. And so, yeah, we're going to be very active on Twitter. So make sure you follow us at FranCast14. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to be talking all about the journey of Fran and Maxwell. And then, of course, then we've got the wedding to look forward to. We have some fun stuff planned for that. And Colleen, how have you been? I'm good. I'm a yeah. little tired. It's been a crazy week. <laughs> yeah, it really has. Well, and I'm starting the uh, New York International Children's Film Festival actually starts today that we're recording this, but it's then this week. And so I'm getting busy for that. And and I binge watched uh, Kim's uh, Convenience, even though I probably shouldn't have because I didn't have time, but it was so good. And, <laughs> and it's just been a really busy, busy. I got my COVID shot Yay! on Tuesday. Yay! I remember months ago we had this discussion and I you're know. like, I'll be way after you. And I, I still haven't gotten mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so excited about that. And uh, so, yeah, it's just been just been kind of crazy. But. Uh, the first episode that we are talking about is one of my all-time favorites. It's I'm, it's going to get a high score. It's called Call Me Fran, and this is season five, episode thirteen. And in this episode, Fran comes to understand that uh, she uh, she can't be depending on Maxwell to change who he is. Uh, and she stands up and decides that she's going to quit. And that's when he finally realizes that he needs to, he does need to change. And they end up deciding that they can call each other by the first names. It's a big moment. <laughs> and, but this episode, I think, has everything that is great about the show. It has really wonderful chemistry between Fran and Maxwell, of course. Uh, it has a really great Sylvia S- Sylvia scene that we're going to talk about in detail. Uh, it's so funny, uh, and uh, it's got it's got good fashion. It just has a, it has it all. Yeah, it's a good one. I you agree. I agree. Um, maybe not quite as pumped about it as you, but not not much under. But yeah. I really did like it. I do agree. It had like a different kind of. Um, it was it wrapped a lot up like a realization. The realization episodes are always interesting because you never know if they're going to work or not. But this one works mm-hmm. very well. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of Dr. Miller in this one. <laughs> too. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> and uh, and we've got a good kiss. It just it really it has it has it all. So. 
let's dive in. Let's talk about it. And so Fran starts out, she's taking her father to baseball game. She gets the tickets from Mr. Sheffield. And, uh, and so then her mom ends up, so Sylvia ends up going with her and Sylvia says that her dad didn't want to go because he doesn't like the fact that he knows that the tickets came from Maxwell. Mm -hmm. And so Fran is having a hard time relating to her father. And what do you, what do you think about that whole dynamic? It's interesting because, um, you know, all, how old is she? 34, right? Is that yeah. supposedly her yeah, age? That's, and that's what age. we determined. <laughs> <laughs> and her, I feel like she hadn't really, I don't know if she ever really, I mean, it could have, it could have been something that you thought of in your life. You just, they made that they made an episode about it is a whole uh-huh. other thing. We didn't know. I didn't realize, I guess it didn't, you know, well, there was this kind of weird yeah. weirdness. Well, because we've never seen Morty right. in, uh, in an episode. Yeah. And so I think that maybe that's part of it. He's kind of like your, I think it was Wilson on home, home improvement. Yes. You very know? much so. That's a good example. <laughs> um, or Maris and Frazier. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of these unseen kind of, that's part of the gag. And I mean, I, it seems kind of crazy to not at least go to the baseball game, and especially if you had given her the impression that you were going to go. If you don't want to go, just say, I don't want to go from the beginning. There's no reason to, to like disappoint her. Right. I thought that was just a little bit. I, I mean, I would be so disappointed. My father's not here yeah. anymore. But if my father called and said, or didn't even call me. And uh, and sent someone else in his place. Yeah, I would have been so offended. I would have been so upset. I, I mean, yeah, she was upset, you know. But I would, especially when <laughs> she. It, it's one thing, like if I invite my father to do something I know he isn't interested in and doesn't really like, then that's one thing. Versus like she's specifically planning this whole right afternoon of things that he likes. It's not like she's going to baseball games all the time. Yeah, it was just very, I I mean, I, yeah, again, because we don't know Morty really as a character very much other than what we've heard here Mm -hmm. and there. We don't, we've never seen them really, we've never seen them interact. We've just only seen his toupee. That's all we (laughs) see. And, uh, but (laughs) Sylvia's just, she's so funny. Oh my gosh, Renee Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think when Frank gets her butt squished? squeezed at the game pinched and sylvia said did you feel for a ring <laughs> i know and then i thought oh no this man's gonna come around because i had forgotten this scene and he's uh-huh. gonna come and like start a fight you know you always fear the yeah. worst. i always fear the worst now when i i feel like when you go to a public event especially when we go back to public events i, COVID, I feel like people are gonna be out of control i really do in some sense that or everybody's gonna be so nervous that, that it's gonna be either weird or both you might have a mix you're gonna have the nervous people next to the excited people and then there's gonna be fights breaking out and then there's just gonna be me like openly weeping at like <laughs> yeah me too i feel like event is. i was actually starting to think about the idea of traveling again like once i because it takes 
a, a while, like three weeks, maybe a month, something like that for the, um, for the shot. Once you get the second one to sort of, to be at its most effective. Yeah. And, but I, you know, I was starting to think maybe I could plan a trip in May, you know, maybe that would be enough time. Uh, but I, I haven't scheduled anything, but just thinking about it. And I'm like, this is so like, I just feel like I'm just spending the whole trip. Just like I said, openly weeping. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I can't believe it. I know it would be cool. I'm still not quite there yet. Cause I haven't even gotten scheduled for a vaccine, but in, you know, yeah. when I get to that point, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll like m- relate more right now. I can't quite relate. Although I have a dream for some reason I want to go to Las Vegas and I know that's like the worst place you could go like crowd wise yeah i'm just dying to go to vegas for some reason <laughs> I don't know well what it is. I, I just did just a one night staycation at just one of the local hotels in salt lake and and oh my gosh it was so nice i mean we basically we stayed in our hotel most the most of the time just got room service and and we did go to dinner but we had plenty of space and um and we went to the pool the the most scary part was getting on the elevator mm-hmm. you know because you're so close and yeah, you don't right. have any control yeah. over who you know steps onto the elevator um that was the most scary part but i still tried to kind of <laughs> keep my distance as much as i could yeah and of course have my mask on but um so but it was it was a really it was so relaxing and <laughs> i was very i was very grateful i needed it it had been the first time i did anything like that for well over a year so anyway yeah you also have maggie taking brighton to bring a geek party (laughs) terrible i know there's brother and sister but i'm like oh my gosh that's really mean (laughs) i don't think that he's very geeky though i wouldn't feel like he's he's kind of ridiculous but he's not like a nerd it's not like he has glasses and is like you know super smart he's more just like i wouldn't think of him as a geeky character i feel like he's more of a slacker yeah (laughs) he's more of like a wannabe ferris bueller kind of type of character character yes perfect that's yeah slacker there you go but but smart he's he's got that wit about him but i do think he's an awkward he's at an awkward age the actor yeah. at this time but right i don't call him yeah i don't call him nerd it's not like he's an urkel or any party like yeah yeah i missed that in college for some reason maybe i was the bring a geek i don't know it could be <laughs> it could be i don't know <laughs> i didn't do anything uh, like that i never had a i never went to anything like that either and- so we get our first Dr. Miller scene and he does the Rorschach test, which of course the ink blot test and Fran, everything is, is a wedding. Everything <laughs> is related to a wedding. He's like, it's like a black, you know, dot. How do how are you seeing a wedding dress there? <laughs> that is funny. And then they continue to talk and, and she says, if marrying my father is in my subconscious, let's just build a Home Depot over it and move on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. funny. It's funny. Yeah. But I never thought about, I don't know if you've ever thought about, like, the kind of, I've been married and I'm not married right. now. And right. my, my ex-husband was nothing like my father and I wasn't intentional. But I wonder if people kind of gravitate 
I guess it depends. Well, on the I don't. I think it depends because for me, I am a lot like my father in right. personality. He's uh, an entrepreneur, and he's very energetic and uh he passionate i would say where my mom's more the calming kind of influence of the family and uh and so they make a great match because they complement each other so i've always figured well i probably would marry someone more like my mother because you want that kind of because i am very passionate and very mm -hmm. uh you know i have all kinds of ideas and and uh I figured, oh, I'm going to need somebody. Because I think it's hard in a marriage, just from my observations, when you have two people that are very strong personalities that are very, not that you want to be like overbearing on someone, but right. it, I think having sort of the, the it's good to have sort of the, the, the more strong personality and the more of a kind of calming personality yes, I think that works really well. I, I can speak from experience yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, I don't think I will marry someone like my if I ever get married which I don't know if I will at this point but who knows but um uh, I don't think I'll marry someone like my dad but hey <laughs> accepting applications all interested <laughs> I'm open to it. <laughs> it would certainly be fun I mean I, I think being married to somebody like my dad would be a very uh, very fun marriage <laughs> yeah I, see i feel like i'm a lot i had a lot of common characteristics with, with my mm -hmm. dad and we actually got along better than i ever did with my mother but at the same time i feel like um there was enough differences that somebody like my dad probably mm -hmm. would have been somebody i would have been yeah uh, done well with you know or been been mm -hmm. in a good relationship with yeah now the next scene with Dr. Miller, he is getting acupuncture <laughs> and have you ever gotten acupuncture? No, but I've thought about it. Have you? And I never have, but I've heard that it's very, it is very effective. effective. Yeah. Yeah. For particularly for pain, for like uh, migraines. I've heard it's really effective for migraines. All kinds of things, but yeah, it mm -hmm. does look, it just looks so uncomfortable, but I guess you get used to it after the first time, most, more yeah. than likely. Yeah, I it does. It looks so weird, <laughs> but uh, I guess you don't really feel them. It's so they're so small. Yeah, but ooh, it's just still like yeah. weird. <laughs> I was thinking about with the uh, with getting vaccinated this week because the 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 needle was extremely small. Like I hardly felt it at all. I've definitely I've had way more painful vaccinations before like getting a tetanus shot is way worse that one that combination they do now that t-bat t you know talking oh, about yeah. tetanus and diphtheria and everything oh that hurts that for one's like the three worst or four days one. yeah that one's the worst one yeah like i would say even the probably the flu shot hurt more than this shot oh okay that's good i know. really would at least i've heard that the second dose hurts more mm -hmm. than the first but anyway, now that this is a medical podcast, but <laughs> nevertheless, it just made me think of it with all these needles. Right. Exactly. It's relevant. <laughs> yeah. And of course she forgets and hugs him. Because <laughs> uh, oh she comes to the realization that she needs to change herself and not change Mr. I mean, she thinks she needs to change Mr. Sheffield. Right. That Mr. Sheffield needs to change. And then and and that she needs to set some boundaries and uh that she seeks out distant men because of her father mm 
And uh, so she tells Mr. Sheffield, you call me Miss Fine and to keep me at arm's length. And he puts out his, he's like, wait a minute. He puts out his arm and she's like, exhibit A. People's exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so she says, the only way for me to do, achieve any kind of mental health is you have to change. <laughs> uh, and so then you see the next scene is her talking to Val the next morning. And she says, maybe I, uh, Mr. Sheffield hasn't changed at all. Maybe I was too subtle. And then Val, that always was your downfall. <laughs> 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 oh my god. And I also like how later on she's kind of complaining and 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 Francis Val, all those hard knocks have made you a little bitchy. <laughs> Which is hilarious. And I also like that Fran wants to get Operation Dumbo Drop. That's yes. her, you know, we've learned that's her favorite movie, which I don't know why I find that funny. It is funny. It was totally like out of the blue, out of the blue there. Yeah. <laughs> and that Gracie's favorite is Secret and Lies. <laughs> that made me laugh. Gracie's grown up. It made me realize. I don't know why it just hit me in this episode how big she got, like how mature she got. Even though she's been growing up all this time. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Secret Secret and Lies. It came out in nineteen ninety six. I've heard of that. Never yeah. I I don't remember even who's in it. I don't even know who was in it. Um it has let's see here. That wasn't like uh, Brenda Blethyn, that's what she won her Oscar for. Oh, okay. I remember yeah. her. And Marianne Jean Baptiste, who's great. And yeah, ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So Ooh. Grace has good taste. Let's see what Operation Dumbo Drop has. <laughs> <laughs> Not Operation Christmas Drop, which was this Christmas, <laughs> right? Uh, oh, oh, it's got a thirty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh no, that's... I'll have to add my review because that's outrageous. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I have no opinion. Maybe I'll have to review it for our family movie night. But come on, Danny Glover, Ray Liotta, Dennis Liggery. Oh, they're such grumps over there, those critics. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but then you have uh, the friend giving Mr. Sheffield the new rules. And uh, so please keep a professional professional distance and she gives her it gives him her hours and uh and he wants to they have a hug and yeah. that is just that was that was just for uh old times and uh so then you have do i liked the whole thing of cc at the beginning of the episode making it look like Niles is smoking and drinking <laughs> and then Sheffield walks in and uh, I like he also says at the risk of sounding like the doctor who deliver you, delivered you this could get ugly <laughs> they just yeah. never get old I mean no. they, they come up with <laughs> such good stuff for them they really do I mean I would love to have been in that zingers uh, group but 
I I love this moment with Niles just losing it on Mr. Sheffield. May I speak freely, sir? <laughs> Make a move. Do something. <laughs> you want to regret this for the rest of your life? <laughs> and then it then it's even more funny when he comes outside and and tells uh tells Cece that he's telling her to telling him to leave uh Fran and so then Cece goes in what are you waiting for just do it do it <laughs> oh gosh she's that whole scene denial, is man <laughs> denial yeah. for how many years oh my goodness but it's one of the most iconic I think Niles moments when he finally is just like what are you waiting for make a move do something <laughs> Oh my goodness. He was just like a ditz. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And then this whole scene with Fran and Sylvia is so good. I yeah. love this scene. She first of all arrives with a, a, a cake from the health care, from the health food bakery. And it's flourless, sugarless, and dairy free. And she, licks like some of the frosty and then her face the way she just like wrinkles up into a ball <laughs> is hilarious and she just throws it away <laughs> that doesn't sound That's good, some good... I think I've ever no <laughs> no like I've, I've always said that you get to have one free Right? right you get to have this is a soy free this is dairy free this is when you're building up on the on the freeze when it's dairy free wheat free <laughs> soy free like that's too much oh that's hilarious like, I've that's never not heard like that, but that's, that's awesome. not like that's not like real food at, at a certain point you're eating like wallpaper paste like <laughs> i really can't say a lot because i don't eat meat <laughs> so i eat meat free <laughs> But I meat still free, do low fat sometimes. Do you do dairy or? Yes, I do uh, dairy. But do I do eggs? do. I do drink. I don't drink regular. I drink like almond milk or you know, uh-huh. lactose free or something like that. <laughs> That's different. Well, I feel that doesn't affect yeah. the flavor. <laughs> yeah, for the most, they've gotten pretty good with yeah. the the lactose free. In fact, <laughs> I I drink a Fair Life. Oh, milk yeah which is also which is lactose free uh that's why it lasts so long yeah well that's like i like almond milk and cashew milk and on and on and on coconut milk Mm -hmm. depends on what you want but you always like i never have regular milk when i need it for a recipe because you don't use it a lot but i'm like to buy a whole half gallon to me i don't even drink that much milk anymore so Mm -hmm. kind of yeah I'm a big cereal person. I am. I love crazy. cereal, but I I don't buy cereal right. I get into ha- I get into like spurts. I haven't bought cereal in a while because then I eat it too fast. Like I eat it, you know, every day, and that's yeah, like, I, you know, and like snack on it, and I'm like, so it's better not to have it at all. But then I waste milk because I do buy like almond milk or whatever. Have you ever heard the Jerry Seinfeld thing about milk? Probably. going way off tangent here but it's pretty funny he's like you always know there's a carton in there but how much is how much do you have that's the big question because you don't want to buy too much milk <laughs> then you're like bringing in he's like then you're bringing in cats from all over the neighborhood drink the milk <laughs> it's really funny, oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's like there's nothing worse than sitting down you got the box of cereal you got your bowl you got your <laughs> your orange juice you reach for the milk ah 
too light. <laughs> so anyway, it's funny, but but I love that. I just she does such a good job. Just the uh, the comic timing, right. the way that her face when she licks that frosting just makes me laugh. And then this whole thing where Sylvia is going to the gym. It's her second time. Wants to renew. Second, <laughs> we wants to sign up. Second to renew. And, <laughs> And she's like, she's looking for snacks. If you're looking for entomans, the cupboards are bare. And she's like, try the bread. I don't want bread. And it's in the bread. It's she's like, oh, it's a Jewish pinata. <laughs> oh, that is the best. Oh my god, that's so funny. And then you have Sylvia sitting there eating this chicken. <laughs> And she just peels the leg off. Yeah. Like, oh my! And God. that chick—oh, well, you don't eat meat, so you wouldn't think it looks good. But I, there's something about that chicken that I think it looks so yummy. I'm just like, mm. I mean, and, I'm not an anti-meat per. Like, I'm not uh-huh. one of those people that judges yeah. people for eating meat. I don't care. Uh-huh. But I grew up on meat. I, I have only been meat-free for about nine years, maybe somewhere oh, around really? there, eight or nine yeah. years. Yeah. Um, my father was a butcher. <laughs> oh really <laughs> i i grew up with steak chicken you name it i mean roasts you name it i mean i feel like i always say like maybe i just got tired of it that's why I quit eating she, it. yeah well she says uh, sylvia says children always idolize their their parents they don't realize that under this veneer we're not sophisticated people she's got like a chicken wing <laughs> yeah. Spitting it out. <laughs> it's so good. And she tells Fran, you should focus on changing yourself, not him. And that she has the aha moment of, you're absolutely right. I need to change myself. And so she decides she's going to quit the job. And of course, Sylvia freaks out. She's like, I know that's not what I meant. I'm going to cut out my tongue. (laughs) And she follows uh, them there. And there's this great scene. And we talked off air that this is a frequently rewound scene. (laughs) Of of us on the nanny. (laughs) That is correct, right? Yes. Yes. This and the next episode both mm-hmm. and she <laughs> says she says i'm gonna quit she says my father is never going to change and i have to accept that in you as well and she's gonna leave and she's ganesh already <laughs> you, you've you've had five years and so she starts to leave and he says i know i don't want you to go and i have a genuine fear of in- intimacy please don't go wait this fine friend <laughs> then she stops Fran oh he's so cute like he Uh, he's always good looking but like the 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 hot gene like went up like the hot meter went up like 40 notches episodes yeah season five as a whole Mr. Sheffield is just oh Oh. so hot (laughs) it's so good and they have such incredible chemistry I I love this kiss that they have. The mm-hmm. big kiss at the end is so good. It's one of their best. Yeah, it's really good. It's so good. Oh, I love it. And that. so the fashion in this episode, it starts out with her wearing the this striped green, brown, and blue sweater. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel like she's worn jeans in the past, 
and a sweater. So I don't know why Niles would say, oh, this is so underdressed for her. Uh, I, like, I would think if she was wearing like a, a I would expect if you're going to a baseball game to wear a sweatshirt of some kind or T-shirt. I mean, yeah, I've worn for the game. Yeah, it get. I mean, I've worn like, yeah, it depends on the sport, you know, really what kind of mm-hmm. event. But that's an indoor. It's I think it was indoor. Maybe it was outdoor. I don't even know. I, do, I just don't feel like it was that much more casual than what she wears. No, I don't think normally. So. That would have know? been like I'm going to go out to dinner, like a normal dinner kind of dress, mm-hmm. kind of outfit. Because she wears jeans, right? uh on the show right i remember seeing her in them yeah from time to time she's been in jeans right but anyway it's a cute enough little sweater it's all right i I mean i remember it's very dated i remember that style i think i had something like that with the midriff and everything yeah but i had like the stripes part at least it didn't have the uh the super super high waist oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> at least they, at least the end of the 90s had moved on from that <laughs> yes <laughs> thank goodness because mm-hmm. this this aired in 98 uh so we're starting to get out of that terrible fashions in the early 90s were so bad i think we uh, were getting into some of the flared jeans and boot cut yeah i think that was popular at that time we definitely been seeing this season sort of a 70s mm-hmm. influence right. kind of on things so i think that's true uh then she wears her red fluffy coat and hat with that ensemble that she's worn in a bunch and of stuff and that's dina for neiman nemus marcus is the name of the coat designer uh and then she has a later on she has a flowered brown suit and pants with a bright blue turtleneck underneath oh you hated that one I actually liked it when she took off this, the jacket. I thought that oh. that color of blue looked really good yeah, on her. Yeah, but I feel like they didn't go together. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but then she has on, I couldn't think how to describe it. It's like a squiggly colored striped. Zigzag. D- zigzag. That's a good way to describe so, it. Let me guess. Missoni. No, it's not not uh, most most chino. What? No, this believe it or not, with this hat is actually Todd Oldham, according to what Fran no, wore. No, because that was a Missoni. I want to say Missoni is a designer that has that kind of look, like the zigzag. Uh-huh. That was like their. Signature. I mean, in on the Fran Fine database, they have it as undeclared. Then, oh, I, but on what Fran wore, she says that it's Todd Oldham. So there oh, might be some I debate in that one i don't know but it, it looks was a designer okay. yeah yeah i definitely did i don't i don't know why she had the turtleneck underneath that because it was all the way up to very high the the collar i don't so i don't understand why she needed the turtleneck in the outfit but the hat was a lot it was too much i think if you got rid of one piece of it you would have mm-hmm. been better even whether it be the hat or maybe the skirt and keep the hat or take the or just the jacket without yeah. something like that yeah i agree with you about that and i the hat i mean because her hair's so great so why cover it up with a hat i don't really understand right that approach she puts on her white feather robe uh i mean robe coat sorry she puts on her white feather coat 
uh, to go out over it. And then in the office, she has a brown and orange diamond dress Mm -hmm. with a dark brown turtleneck and a matching hat. Uh, And, uh, oh, sorry. No, not matching hat. I read the wrong line. In the office, she has a brown and orange diamond dress with brown turtleneck and a belt and brown tights. And this is by Rem Garson is what they said on what Fran wore. And then she has her orange fluffy coat uh, that she's worn a bunch of times. And that's in the kind of the iconic scene. And then the black turtleneck with a white vinyl skirt and black had a black border at the bottom with black tights. Yeah, it was really cute with the silver cuffs. And that's Moschino. So that was a pretty good Moschino. Yeah, it was pretty basic, I thought. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting about that diamond outfit? I know we, I know we've talked mm-hmm. about not liking her in kind of drab colors, but I liked that. I thought mm-hmm. it looked good on her. It did look good on her. I, I think maybe because I don't know. I do think that color brown actually looks pretty good on her, like darker brown, but not the beiges. The beiges, yeah, out. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, she, we agree. You want that. her to be in strong colors. That's what she looks the best in. Yes, yeah. Like if she if she was doing the um the uh, season profiles, you know they have. I bet you she would be a winter because she looks good in bold colors. I yes, think. yes. Yeah, that's just sure. my t- typecasting <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what would you give this episode? Call me Fran. I'm going to go with an 8.5 because the end is so good. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to give this episode a nine and a half because Ooh, it's one of my favorites. Rachel, if I wasn't yeah. sitting down, I would have to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I think that pretty much everything in it works. I love the Sylvia and Francie scene. Oh yeah. I guess great. you could say the Dr. Miller stuff maybe isn't, isn't, as funny but i still think that's funny and the ending is so great and i don't know i just think it's it's got it all everything that you could want so yeah it's it's one of my favorites so all right then we have not without my nanny in this episode so now they've decided that they are going to call each other by their first names and (laughs) fran wants to spend time with maxwell but he's super busy and grace gets invited to a middle eastern country named uh kiristan and a fictional uh country and so fran goes with her and there is the sultan of kiristan uh there who is also played by charles shaughnessy <laughs> and she ends up getting offered that she could stay with the sultan there and so mr sheffield has to come and rescue her and overall what do you think about this episode um i like it Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love 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 the end like i could say that so good the ending (laughs) a lot of the other stuff is pretty cringy by by 2021 standards yeah, I, I really like the beginning. And I really like the ending, but I'm telling uh, you right now, though, just because of the ending, this will get a high score. 
It, yeah. it cancels everything else for me. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a shame because it's such an iconic moment that you wish it was in a stronger Better episode. episode. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, he basically does brown face, which is totally unacceptable. Yeah. But, and I don't excuse it in any way, but, you know, it's a, it was a different time. <laughs> that's all, I that's know. the only excuse I, I have for it. Exactly. And I agree with you. At least it's a fictional country. <laughs> right. With a lot of stereotypes, though. And a lot oh, of, yeah. you know, pretty much everything. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I mean. I can for I can't. I can ex- I can just kind of pretend that doesn't exist versus then. <laughs> so if that yeah, makes any sense. I, well, I, I just try to think of it more as like it's like Aladdin, kind of just this because Aladdin is Araba is doesn't exist. It's just this mythical right. whatever, and that makes it a little better. But <laughs> not like they did Saudi Arabia or yeah, or, you know, where like actual human atrocities are happening yeah, and, exactly. and stuff. And, that would be so wretched. I mean, I'm, it's bad <laughs> enough, but that would be really wretched. Right. So I love the beginning, too, of this episode when they're just so flirty yeah. with each other that I love that. And- <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can I just I have to stop for a minute. So uh-huh. you just sounded like my one of my absolute favorite Saturday night sketches from the 90s. And you probably don't even remember it. Do you remember the girl, the sorority girls? I don't. Oh, they're hard to find. Uh-huh. I don't even know who they were. I don't remember the actresses. They weren't any of the big ones. They played this. Three girls, Delta, 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 can it help you, help you, help you? And something you just said, the way you said it, sounded like one of the girls. Like, and it's not an insult. It's not taking no, it, no. take it in a, as a compliment because it was yeah. so funny. I'm going to find the thing and I'll send you. Oh, you yeah, have to send it. Post it on, we'll post it on the Twitter. But my friend and I, I had a friend back in, my, in an old job who looked like one of the girls who played on that, who was in that sketch. And so she was really good at doing the voices and she would do the really exaggerated, eh, my God, like that. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> yeah. I that mean, is funny. Yeah, die. <laughs> but I just love their banter in this thing. Like, I love how yes. she's, I don't know why you don't want to spend time with me. Who said I didn't want to spend time with you? I have to make a living. You know, last year, my food bill doubled. <laughs> He's like, Let's not bring my mother into this. <laughs> that was good. And like, it just feels like, it's, I mean, he's still making music. I, I call them excuses to me. They're yeah. excuses. Sure. Up or yeah. Up. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I well just and it's I love how she's like this little girl will be disappointed if she doesn't go with Niles. This little girl. And then later she's like, uh, one brunch and I'm branded for life. <laughs> About uh, Gino's pizza rolls. And I don't know who these snobby investors are. They can't have pizza rolls, but come on. This doesn't sound so bad. But I mean, she could just order in something different, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> but she says, "Well, I guess I'm going back to the desert, but I might not return. Our people tend to dilly dally there." <laughs> 
And so, yeah, then you have Charles Shaughnessy playing the Sultan when they get there. Yep. And it's not the best. It's, no. It's, <laughs> it's, what are you going to say? Uh, and I, you do have some funny little, a little scene with, with Niles talking to Maggie and Brighton. Right. They're kind of bored funny. and hanging around. And Brighton says to Maggie, you watching Clueless? Wouldn't that be a little redundant? <laughs> that was a good line. Yes. <laughs> you have a, a fun little moment, I thought, with Niles and Mr. Sheffield when he says, uh, why can't women be more like a man? <laughs> you know, from a, my fair lady. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but... Uh, and I, I loved the moment when Fran says, I was a little homesick, but went to the Golden Arches. That McShwarma will do well, would do very well in the States. <laughs> and it is a true thing. And I admit this, that every time that I have been outside of the country, which hasn't been that many times, uh-huh. I've ended up eating McDonald's every oh, single time. <laughs> well, I'll admit, since, since it became, okay, so let's say over the last decade. Anytime I've traveled over the last decade outside of the country, which was basically just to Europe, I in Mm -hmm. Canada, I've been to Starbucks. Mm, I always go to Starbucks. I went to Starbucks in Belgium. I went to Starbucks in Amsterdam. I mean, yes, I have to. Just when I was in Japan, I I just everything tasted so different Mm -hmm. to me, and I just got to the point where i craved something that tasted familiar that i knew what it would taste like and so that's why i ended up going to mcdonald's and then when i went to spain which is the most recent time that i've been out of the country this was like in 2016 or something Mm -hmm. i went to spain and literally everything was closed during the siesta i mean everything i always figured that that you know that there would be essentials and you know some stuff that would stay open for people that need to eat lunch no everything was closed and (laughs) and so i was like well i guess i gotta go to mcdonald's it's the only thing open (laughs) (laughs) and it was delicious so i think i think with mcdonald's i feel like everyone has their thing right that that's they think is really good you know, I've had, you know, what's funny from very recently, um, I was talking to some friends about this, about somehow we got looking at the menus of global McDonald's. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. This was like within the last month. And some of the, re- some of the things like in Australia, like some of the burgers were, had all the Aussie names and, and oh, like yeah. Japanese had like some kind of sushi rolls uh, and things like that yeah <laughs> and they're really big hits i guess so i've seen some youtube videos about that they have the mixed spaghetti in the philippines which i think sounds delicious oh wow i hadn't seen that one <laughs> wow. yeah uh <laughs> so uh then you have uh the sultan making the offer for her to stay mm-hmm. and uh she's talking to sylvia and sylvia says i have not seen him all week if i didn't know better i'd think it was intentional (laughs) and then you see him coming down the stairs and then up the stairs (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't understand why sylvia needs to be there at all gracie is a teenager there's no i mean gracie's with fran so 
And then the other two are teenagers. They don't need to be watched. Yeah, they didn't need to be there. They could be home alone. I mean, at the risk of getting in trouble, but they're old enough to be alone. Even Gracie's old enough, I think. She could be alone for a, day, a couple hours at this point. You know? Maybe four oh, hours. yeah. Totally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's in high school, isn't she, at this point? Oh, yeah, then yeah, she could be. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> She couldn't, she couldn't be alone for like two weeks, but she could be alone for a yeah. night. Right. And then her their tickets, passports, clothes are all gone. There's a guard outside. And uh, and Gracie says, well, this is definitely not kosher. <laughs> and Reza says, there's nothing kosher here. <laughs> and you got a little thing of Fran doing this. They're trying to escape and they do the uh, staying alive. She has a staying alive dance. Yes. It's kind of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's when Maxwell shows up to rescue them. And he got the tickets from Cece, which right. is very funny. Because <laughs> she, she didn't she, know what they were. <laughs> yeah, she gave it to him for his birthday. And it was actually Niles' gift. <laughs> that's a nice which is very gift. funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. Very expensive. <laughs> and so then he sees the Sultan. And he's like, this is the man you say I remind you of? I don't see it. <laughs> and then uh, then she, he rescues her and he tells her he loves her. <gasps> so good. Ah, so good. <laughs> and uh, that he realizes that you're more important to him than his work and then he tells you that he loves you oh my god it was so so good good. it's so iconic to me yeah it really is and so then we get the last little gag on the plane uh saying that will the woman in like 5g stop <laughs> that her boss said she loves her yeah. for 17 and, hours or yeah something. 17 hours will you please fly the other airline well, yeah please fly Qantas or something yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 and then uh, <laughs> and I did like the line from Niles where he, she, Cece says you're just trying to make me look bad he says that that would be gilding the lily <laughs> yeah uh we also have fran when she says this is like the movie not without my daughter which was probably a poor choice for the flight over (laughs) which i don't you know that movie was sally field i've heard of it but i never saw it yeah it's pretty intense i saw it in high school i don't know how it holds up but uh but yeah that's why it's called not without my nanny the episode and okay yeah (laughs) Uh, so the fashion it starts out with her with a white turtleneck with a kind of black spaghetti strap dress over it and then it has a little belt with a white headband they didn't have the designer but it sure looked like moschino to me the top was almost too tight because i feel like her arms look bigger than normal Maybe it was the ankle yeah. or something. I think the dress was a little too small. Yeah. For her. But but yeah, it I mean it's very matchy matchy. Like I wish that 
she didn't feel the need to have the white headband and the white shirt and then this the the belt the matching belt and you know like you can mix it up you can have like a pink headband with a black you know dress and Mm -hmm. like that that can be like a pop of color can be really fun right and then this was definitely too this this season yeah this season she was very matchy 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 with everything uh so uh then she has on a blue like a kind of what do you call it a cobalt blue i would say turtleneck and matching headband uh with a yellow blue and pink skirt suit and jacket and this is steven sprouse i wasn't sure if it was supposed to be like camouflage kind of in bright colors it was kind of a weird print it was definitely weird i wasn't a fan if she had just worn like yellow i would have liked it just yeah like a solid yellow or something or a smaller print but i didn't care for it yeah i agree and the next four outfits are all kiristan fashion uh-huh. <laughs> i guess i don't know kind of belly dancer they're all somewhat i don't even know to be honest with you what the the, the traditional gar or clothing is it's, really. well i mean it's a fake country so they can do whatever they want well, but this is kind of fake, like but in a real is, like you go to saudi arabia and we have to dress formally for something what do you wear kind of thing you cover your head. Head. i know yeah i mean i don't saudi arabia i think is like very extreme but like I think this is more along the lines of like Morocco or like that kind or Egypt. Oh, you know, okay. with the belly dancers. Yeah, 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 you're right. Stuff like that. But, um, because I mean, I think that in Saudi Arabia, they, well, I mean, I, there's probably varying degrees, but I think that women are fully covered and things like that. Um, I am no expert. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the first one is a blue outfit with a yellow veil. Uh-huh. gold i guess veil and all of these were very pretty I like as yeah these were all i i would assume hand designed by brenda cooper the, the costume designer mm-hmm. um and then it's a pink then there's a pink ensemble with a pink veil and the first three she's pretty covered um and it, there's a black ensemble with a black veil right and then the final outfit is more of sort of the belly dancer. I guess that's also Turkey. I think they do the, like, the oh, belly dancer. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, you're, I think so. I hadn't even thought about Turkey and their um, customs and stuff. But again, no expert. Right. I just know in the, I know in the Morocco Pavilion at Epcot, they have belly dancers. <laughs> I work with somebody who's from Morocco. I should ask him. Yeah. He's been in the U.S. forever, but he is he goes, but his father is still there. So I'm like, I should ask him. I'll ask him when if I ever think of it when next time I talk. To him. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the final one was the prettiest, which is appropriate for yeah. what happens. But she has kind of, it's more the belly dancing outfit with the red and the gold. But I like that headpiece. That was really mm-hmm. cool. It was very pretty. And so you kind of have to look at this as sort of more like acrobat in Aladdin kind of your. But know. it also makes me think of like some of the, some of the clothing I've seen um, a bride wearing an Indian wedding. I don't know if you've seen, mm-hmm. you know, they yeah. have a traditional wedding and then they might have another ceremony. Mm-hmm. 
like um, a Serapa and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they wear, I mean, I know they all, it's different, but it's bright colors and they wear, they wear yeah. things on their heads and different kinds of, it's really beautiful. I mean, really beautiful stuff. It's gorgeous. Agreed. <clears throat> and so, yeah, that's this episode. And now we are ready for the engagement. It's so exciting. It's coming up next week. Yay! Uh, and so I'm going to give this episode, oh, it's a tough one to rank. It really is. Uh, but I think I'm going to give it a 7.5. What about you? <sighs> I'm struggling with this. I know it's hard because I did. I, I liked the beginning. The middle was not good, but the end was so satisfying that I can like forgive a lot of it. Yeah. Listeners don't hate me, but I'm going to give it a nine just for that last like two minutes. Oh my gosh. I I love it. Last two minutes. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. I love it. It's I'm, I'm telling you iconic scenes. I was, I don't know why it it doesn't remind me. It doesn't look like it, but I will never forget. I could still picture the moonlighting when when Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd, their characters, Dave and Maddie, get together on moonlighting. It was like that iconic type of thing, and mm. this is one of those things for me. Yeah, you know, same kind of it, level. They are such an amazing couple, and so I, I mean, I, I really, I just love any time when they're together and it's just of course we're both romantics at heart i mean i'm dying i wish i knew what larry would give this these episodes but uh we'll be excited to hear in the engagement episode next week so let us know what you think of these episodes what would you rank them and we would love to hear at frankcast 14 on our twitter let us know we've been getting some fun feedback from all of you listeners this last couple weeks so we really appreciate that and uh Colleen, where can people find you i am on twitter and instagram at l-e-l-e lily 44094 and um our francast instagram is francast1993 and i'm gonna try to be a little better this week about adding it something extra hopefully me too uh and you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes so please check that out and uh you also make sure you're following the homeworkies podcast with lots of good fun stuff coming up over there so make sure you're you're following the homeworkies podcast so thanks so much everybody and we will talk to you all later bye bye everyone <laughs>